Welcome. I'm Kristen, and this is the Simple Handmade Everyday Podcast, where I talk about living a creative, intentional life. I like to chat about quilting, knitting, what I'm reading and watching, and even a little bit about keeping a cozy, organized home. You can find me online at my blog, Simple Handmade Everyday, at kristenesser.com, or on Instagram at kristenesser. I've got my cup of tea in hand, so let's settle in for a chat. Welcome to episode 16. I am so happy to be here today on this very hot and windy November day in Southern California. Even though it's hot, I'm sitting here with my cup of tea. I hope you've got something fun to drink too. Today's tea is um, simple loose leaf tea. Sent me a couple episodes back, I mentioned this little sampler pack, and this is Blood Orange Herbal, which is really good. I put just a tiny bit of sweetener in it. I don't usually put sweetener in my coffee. Uh, or, or my tea. <laughs> and it's very good. And I just kind of figured things are so wacky around here right now that I didn't need any extra caffeine. So herbal tea seemed to be a, a good thing to, to start with. So I just got back from Norway a few days ago. I know I've been incessantly talking about this trip, just like for months and months. It finally happened. It was wonderful. If you followed me on Instagram, I tried to kind of post a picture or two when we would get back in the evening which was a bit of an effort, to be honest with you, because, oh my gosh, we walked several days, 25,000 steps a day. So to back up for a moment, in case this is your first podcast, my daughter is in college. She's doing a semester abroad in Norway at the University of Oslo. So um, I'm half Norwegian. My grandparents um, immigrated from Norway. So it was like just super fun to be able to to go to Norway to visit her. I haven't seen her since, uh, oh gosh, August. So the trip went wonderfully. We stayed in this adorable little Airbnb, this little guest house. It was like a little cottage, like a one room, one room house. And it had a loft. So there's just, I I said in one of my Instagram posts, I felt like I was living in one of those little Ikea showrooms. (laughs) That's exactly what it seemed like. It just had a tiny kitchen and a table. And like all the furniture was kind of built in. The couch was built in. The bed was built in. The the, uh, kind of night uh, stand was built in. I so completely loved the simple living aspect of living in this little house. Um, You know, we just like the pantry. Everybody who's seen the pictures basically thought it was the micro, a microwave in there. But no, it was this pantry and it had, you know, like, and so that was it. It was just like, had just a few, you know, salt and pepper and, and coffee and tea and like a little bit of cooking oil. That was it. So we ate breakfast there every morning and like they had a, um, I never use an electric tea kettle to to heat water. I know they're very common in Europe, but man, do those things work fast. And so to make coffee in the morning, they just she just had a little teapot with one of those ceramic kind of cone-shaped things you would set on top and you just do a pour over coffee, which I just loved. It made two cups of coffee into this little teapot and that was perfect. It made Chloe a cup of tea every morning. And um, yeah, we just, we cooked really simply a few nights for dinner. We just got some yogurt and muesli for breakfast. And um, this property that the the little house was on um, was just in, on the property of the people who owned it. And they had ducks and geese and a dog and a duck pond, which was so fun to watch every morning. And she actually left some coffee and tea and eggs from her hands, um, like when I got there that night. So one day, Chloe and I made those like, and she had little egg cups, so soft boiled eggs with um, toast soldiers one day. <laughs> so fun. And um, so it was just so fun to, to see my girl and to spend morning tonight with her every day. And we just, 
did up Oslo, you know, just the museums, downtown, the cathedral, the palace, the sculpture parks. We um, hiked a couple of times, just, you know, we're just so active and ate lots of good meals. And it was it was wonderful. And mostly it was just so great to just be with my daughter, you know, and we just talked about everything and nothing. And it was just it was very wonderful. So I won't drag you along the the whole vacation there, but it was it was great and so so great to be back. However, I have to say that the night that I got back two hours later was that borderline shooting in Thousand Oaks, and I live right next to Thousand Oaks. And um, I mean, we just have stories of people who were there that my kids know. We know one kid was there with his girlfriend. It's a two-story. Um, it's a big restaurant. I was there in my 20s too. Um, and he and his girlfriend heard the shooting going on downstairs and broke a window with a bar stool, jumped out, ran to safety. I mean, just, ugh, it, and then, you know, all the close calls of people who said that, you know, they were supposed to go that night and didn't. And uh, so, so that was horrible. And as we're still reeling from that, then all the fire started. So I'm sure you've heard about all the fires going. These are the ones in Southern California, the Woolsey Fire, the Hill Fire. Apparently a new one started yesterday that I hadn't even heard about till my brother, who's a firefighter, sent me a video from saying, like, did you see this? Because they were dropping water on the freeway, basically, as cars were going, just like, I don't know, six miles from here or something. So that's all been insane. And we're just kind of feeling... I don't know, a little untethered around here. It's hot and dry and windy, which this, um, we call it Santa Ana conditions, makes everybody really irritable. It's just kind of a well-known fact around here. Every woman goes and gets her hair cut during the Santa Ana winds because all of a sudden, nothing that you've ever done with your hair is ever working again. And, and you just feel so dry and dehydrated and crispy and everything outside is a disaster because of the winds. And so that's kind of, um, oh, this very cheerful place that I'm in right now. But so, so that's what's kind of happening around us. And, and life just is sort of continuing. People are, are being um, let back into their homes that we know. And um, so that's all good. But in the weirdly, this little space where I live is is strangely protected by the weather patterns, by the wind. The wind is blowing everything away from us. As a matter of fact, if you go outside, you can't hardly tell that there's fires, which is weird for us. I mean, in Southern California here, you know, like not too long ago, I was walking into Target and this woman looks at me and she's like, do you smell smoke? Like this is around this time of year. This is we're always looking at each other and going, do you smell smoke? Do you smell smoke? <laughs> because, you know, it's fire season. And um, but you weirdly, you can't you can't even tell. It's so strange. So um, so that's what's kind of going on. But on Saturday, I drove five miles into Thousand Oaks for something. And it's a whole different thing. It's like blanketed with smoke. So so that's kind of what's going on here. So it was, I kind of came off this high of the Norway trip to the craziness of the, the shooting and fires, but we're all safe here and, you know, just kind of trying to put one foot in front of the other. On that cheerful note, let's uh, move on to what's happening in um, my quilting world. So I guess the main thing I want to talk to you guys about today, and I feel like it's maybe been three weeks since I podcasted. I'm, I'm not sure how much I told you about this, but um, Patty Dudek over at Elm Street Quilts and I are co-hosting a quilt along that's starting in January. It's called Hand Pieced and it's all about uh, learning to hand piece or enjoying hand piecing if you already know how to hand piece. 
So we've designed a quilt that is, uh, it's like a sampler quilt. It's nine blocks. There are, and there's six inch finished blocks. So it's all very kind of small and, and doable. It's meant to, to not, to, you know, for you to actually finish, to not be one of those things that you drop. I've timed myself on a couple blocks and, and, and the, even the more complicated blocks. And you should be able to do it beginning to end, cutting to sewing in two hours or less. So if you can just kind of parcel that out over a week, um, you know, a few TV shows, it's, it seems pretty doable. So it's nine blocks. Four of them are skill builder blocks where we'll teach you, because um, things are a little bit different when you hand piece than when you machine piece. I mean, you can do it in a machine piecing way, but things make a little bit more sense when uh, to do it a little bit differently when you hand piece. So there's a four patch, half square triangle, flying geese unit, and a quarter square triangle or a, an hourglass block. So those are the like the basic blocks. And once you know, know how to do those, then... Um, then you can build some more interesting looking blocks that are, uh, I think they're all star blocks that we use, you know, that are using um, all those units um, to, to, to base, to build on. There's five more star blocks. So we'll be, um, Patty and I are <laughs> frantically sewing our own blocks. It seemed, when we planned this, it seemed like we had so much time and we still do have time, but with the, the holidays coming, I'm feeling like I need to get sewing on these. So, um, so we're sewing those blocks now. The full reveal will be in January. But in the meantime, if you're interested in doing it, you can just follow our blogs and I'll put links in the show notes because those posts will, you know, absolutely be, be just on our blogs and they will be, um, you know, tutorials on, on how to do things and how to construct the blocks and kind of tips and tricks and things like that. And there will be, we have sponsors, so um, wonderful sponsors. And so each round of blocks, um, there will be a link up and then you can uh, sign up to, to win prizes each week. So that'll be really fun. And there'll be a grand, couple grand prizes at the end, I believe how we planned it. So um, if you want to kind of uh, get signed up now, again, I mean, it's not like you have to sign up, but we do have a Facebook group, a very quickly growing Facebook group. It's so exciting with people, honestly, some of them have like way more hand piecing experience than Patty and I do. It will be so much fun to to be able to share the blocks, share the frustrations, the challenges, the triumphs, and get, um, you know, share people's wisdom. So that I encourage you to, um, I'll put a, a link in the show notes, but click over, sign up for the Facebook group. If Facebook is not your thing, no problem. All, if you follow the, our blogs, um, everything will be there. And there's also a, uh, a newsletter to sign up. And again, we won't spam you. It's just to help you keep up with if you forget to check the blogs or whatever, you know, the, the blog post will be listed. So it'll be an easy way for you to, to stay in touch. I absolutely encourage you to do this. It's going to be a lot of fun. In the meantime, um, I have been, Patty and I have both actually been posting what I would call hand piecing basics posts. And I've been doing videos at the time of recording, three of the videos that I have done are out. There's going to be one more that's posted um, after Thanksgiving. We kind of figured the week of Thanksgiving is a little crazy and we don't want to put pressure on anybody to think they need to keep up. So um, frankly, including myself. So I have a, a post and a video on kind of the notions that you might consider, um, you know, using. You probably have everything. I mean, it's hand sewing. What do you need? You need fabric, needle, thread, you know, maybe a pencil and a ruler to mark seam allowance, seam stitching lines, seam allowances. And, um, you know, that's kind of it. So scissors cut <laughs> to cut fabric, even though I, you know, totally do it with a rotary cutter. So I have one on notions. Um, what was the second? Oh, how I mark 
my seam allowances and stitching lines and Patty, I'm a little, uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm a little crazy. I just mark them all at the beginning of the project on all four sides of every patch. I don't actually need every one of those stitching lines, but I have learned, I've tried to just do the ones I needed at the time. And I kind of hated setting things down and, and drawing a line. And when I'm in the middle of sewing a block and often it's not as flat because you've got things sewn to, you know, other patches sewn on it. And I got frustrated with that and realized the right thing for me to do is to just sit down and knock it all out at the beginning. Patty, very different. She does it just as she goes. Ginny Byer, who's my hand piecing guru, she also, she's all about speed. So she's not going to do anything that she doesn't need to do. So she is all about marking only the side facing you, only when you need it. And she actually has gone on to say that she can eyeball a quarter inch seam, which I'm a little bit of a stickler for accuracy, so I can't imagine that, but you know, life goals, right? So, um, so anyways, we have, so that's a, a post and a video on marking. And then, um, just on Monday, we each posted about doing the running stitch and, you know, and knotting. So I, in the video, show you a couple kinds of knots and, um, how to do that rocking running stitch. And I do it in a video. Patty does it, um, in a, in a blog post with more words. So, um, we're kind of getting some good feedback that sort of between the two, cause we do things a little differently. Um, I would say that I very much learned to hand piece from Ginny Byers from her um, hand, what's it called? Quilt Making by Hand book. And she has a CD. Um, and I very much tried to do her method and it didn't exactly work for me. It put a, it put strain on my left wrist in a way that I just couldn't handle. Um, so my hand position is a little different. Um, I haven't actually seen, you know, Patty live do it, so I'm not exactly sure. Um, if she's a little different, she definitely knots different than me. But you just kind of find what works for you. So it's good to to see a couple different ways. And because and sometimes you just go, oh, no, that's totally not me. Um, like, I would never mark everything at the beginning. I'm just going to do it as I go. And, you know, it all works. So, um, so yeah, I absolutely encourage you. Check out. I've got a YouTube channel. I've created a playlist with all these um, hand-piecing videos, which I had been promising people for like the last year and a half um, since I posted my uh, first video where I just talked about how much I, I like hand piecing for the psychological and meditative qualities. So I'm so happy that I finally was able to to knock those out. And there'll be more videos as we continue with the quilt along where I show you how to make each of the blocks as well. So that's all um, coming up. So with being gone um, for over a week for my trip um, and and uh, piecing away on these uh, this hand piecing project I have not had a lot of time for knitting and you know I'm not even sure why I still have a knitting segment <laughs> I've had so many knitting, knitting fails this year it's been a hard knitting year but I did cast on a sock because socks they just soothe my soul um, I cast on a sock before I left for Norway because it seemed more appropriate that I would take knitting to Norway than hand sewing although I took it took them both to be honest with you I didn't even unzip that bag that had my sewing and knitting in it until the plane ride home <laughs> so there was just there was no time I just was not feeling inspired but I did knit all the way down uh, the cuff of a sock and it was just knit picks yarn self-striping um, I'm not even it's like kind of crazy wild colors I'm not exactly sure what possessed me to buy this yarn but um but it was exactly what I needed to just 
you know, just kind of calm myself down with all the stuff that was going on. So that's been been nice. Um, when I was in Norway, I wanted to, as my souvenir, buy some Norwegian yarn. I had a hard time finding a yarn shop. Um, it, it, we, I had a hard time fitting it into our schedule, but we did. The only yarn shop that we found that was close enough that one day that we had kind of carved out for it was in a shopping mall. And um, it was called like Strikadella. Strike, like S-T-R-I-S-T-R-I-K-K-E, I think is knitting in Norwegian. And it was a cute little um, yarn shop in a, a total straight up shopping mall. But they only had, they had like virtually no sock yarn. And so, and that's kind of what I wanted. I'm not a stasher, uh, especially of yarn. So I, you know, without a plan, there was, you know, I just couldn't figure out what to buy. So that was kind of a bust, but it was actually good because it got us into a shopping mall to, uh, we were able to get some, they actually had a grocery store in there. And there was a few other things that was like, oh, I'm really glad we ended up uh, coming here. So that worked out. But um, yeah, so I've just, I've got a pair of socks in the needle. I'll probably um, just, you know, that might be my holiday knitting project. I'm just kind of going down the heel flap right now, just as a break from some of the hand sewing. Interestingly, you know, knitting and hand piecing occupy the same space for me as things that you can do while you're listening to an audiobook or a TV show or something. I think of it as a, a very different space than my machine sewing. But um, so it's been a little bit different for me to to have these two competing things. But my hand piecing now is kind of my number one project. And and I love it so much. It's just that uh, I'm not used to that being my go to thing. That's like my nighttime kind of kind of uh, project. So so I've got those two things. I love handwork. I love um, how it slows you down and how it's quiet and stuff. So I'm glad to have two of these types of projects, you know, going right now. Part of the reason that I didn't actually get to sewing or knitting on these very long plane rides, like it was 15 to 16 hours travel time from um, where I live all the way to Oslo, is I did a ton of reading and listening to audiobooks. And that felt really kind of fun for me. So the book that I read while I was in Norway and on the plane ride is called This Is How It Always Is by Lori Frankel. This is a book that I bought over the summer as a Kindle book because I think it was the modern Mrs. Darcy, who has great book re recommendations, mentioned that this was not only one of the best books she read this year, but maybe ever. So, And then it was on sale. I put it on my Goodreads list. And as I've mentioned before, if you keep a Goodreads list, they email you when those things go on sale on Kindle and iBooks. So I was able to get the Kindle book for like $1.99 over the summer. And then, you know, I just never got around to reading it. So I started it and it was so good. I agree. It's one of the best books that I read this year by far. Um, I got completely forgotten what it was about, but um, it is about a family, mom, dad, um, five boys like you know kind of she's a she's a doctor and he's a writer and you know just like that crazy crazy life that you have when you've got five little boys and um it's really about the youngest boy Claude who at about uh age four starts talking about all the things he wants to be when he grows up like a like a you know a dinosaur and a firefighter and you know just all these these things and one of them is a girl and 
so this kind of starts this whole journey of this little boy who is um, pretty sure that he wants to be a girl and how they handle it. And it is, it sounds like a really heavy topic and it kind of is, but it is written with such humor. It is a funny book, and but humor and sensitivity and makes you think about things that maybe you've never thought before. And I just, I... I loved it. Chloe and I love to talk about whatever we're reading. And so every day I would, you know, like I should have just let her read the book, but every day I just gave her the update of what was going on with this family. So I highly, highly recommend this book. This is How It Always Is by Lori Frankel. I'll put a link in the show notes. And the other book that I brought with me is Girl, Wash Your Face by Rachel Hollis. This is, you know, one of those huge bestsellers. I'm not actually quite done with this. I'd gotten this from the library, even though it was interesting. It said I was like 75th on the wait list. And so I'm just like, okay, I'll completely forget about this book by the time it ever comes. And then like the next day, I think they went and bought a bunch. The next day I got a notice that that book is there for you. So I was able to take it with me. And it's good. It's about, it's kind of a motivational book. The way it's framed is, um, especially for women, it's, it's like every chapter is a lie that we tell ourselves, like, you know, that we're, we're not good enough, that we're not thin enough, that, um, you know, just things like that, that kind of get in your way, stumbling blocks to success. And it's, it's kind of a real harsh talking to in some ways. And it, again, it's funny. She's a, a lifestyle blogger and she's written some other books, um, nonfiction and fiction. It's just, it's a huge bestseller. Um, and I'm absolutely enjoying it. I'm not sure that in my opinion, it completely lives up to the hype, um, that, that has surrounded it, but I also might be a little bit on the older side of the demographics. You know, I'm not like 32, like jumping right into my career kind of a thing, you know, so I, but there are things that I want to do. There are still goals that I want to achieve both personally and professionally. And uh, it's good to just have someone, you know, kind of just say, you can do this, stop the the negative self-talk, stop the procrastinating and just, you know, just do it. And the last one I want to talk about is an audiobook, and I actually still have about 45 minutes left. I'm so excited to get to the end of it. It is Why Is For Yesterday by Sue Grafton. I don't know, do you, have you read the Sue Grafton books? In my 20s, I discovered uh, the Sue Grafton mysteries. You know, they're the alphabet mysteries. A is for alibi. I can't even remember. B it might be for burglar. Anyway, she got up to Y and then she just died, I think this year. And it's kind of so sad that she didn't get to finish that series out. But I love them in my 20s. As a matter of fact, I remember very well. Um, my now husband and I were dating. We were in um, a bookstore. We spent a whole lot of our dating life walking around Barnes and Noble. And I love mysteries. And I was, you know, kind of flipping through there, through the the books, and I picked up some random Sue Grafton book, you know, like a G or something. And this woman, this kind of older woman, said to me, "Do you do you like those Sue Grafton books?" And I said, "No, you know, I've never read one. I've been thinking about trying one." And she was like, "Well, you can't start with that one. You need to start at the beginning." And by the way, I have them all. Would you like to just borrow them from me? Turns out this lady lived in the same town as me. I go to her house. She hands me a brown paper bag full of paperbacks, like 13 of them or something, you know, all of them up to the current time. 
I happened to be going on a business trip like that week and I knocked back like five of them you know, on the plane and in my hotel and, you know, was sort of a convert from there. I lost track of them somewhere in the queue or R. So there's definitely some I haven't read. Um, when I was being treated for cancer, the book had to do with a person that had cancer and I could not read it because I could not read a book where someone was going to die from cancer while I was dream- being treated for cancer. And I've kind of never, and that was 16 years ago this month, actually. So, um, I've, I had never really picked one up since then. So, so I have missed some, but this was, this one is really good. Um, it was her last, last one, which is a little sad, but it was a I don't know, 15 hour audiobook or something. So that's what got me through a lot of my plane ride. And, um, there was a lot of nodding off to sleep and then having to find my place again. <laughs> but uh, so Why is for Yesterday by Sue Grafton. I'm absolutely enjoying that one as well. And whoever, there's a couple people who recommended Libby as the app for audiobooks that you can get from your library. So that's what I did before I left for Norway. It is so user-friendly. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so that is definitely the way that I'm going to be getting audiobooks. I'm definitely going to be listening to more of them now as I'm doing all this handwork. It, it's really helpful. So thanks for the tip. Interestingly, we all completely trashed Overdrive as being horrible. Libby is by Overdrive. <laughs> have learned. So they realized that they needed a complete user interface redo and and they did a really nice job. The only new show I've been watching and I'm only a couple episodes in so I hesitate to recommend it but it's Jamestown on PBS. So this again is one of these historical fiction um, situations about the Jamestown settlement in the U.S. in the 1600s. Like this is pre- Pilgrim's time frame. And um, I'm only two or three episodes in it. I'm enjoying it, but it's like, it's no doubt Navi people. It is not. These people are dirty and living conditions are harsh. <laughs> and it's a little bit, it's a little bit hard to watch. So at this point that where the show opens is they're, they're, the settlement of men have been there for like 12 years and a lot of them are sort of like indentured servants. They're, they're working so that some at some point they will be um, given some land. And at this point in where it looks like, you know, the the land is good, it's, it's very fertile for farming, um, they are sending women over from England to the New World here for them to take as wives. And, you know, that's just not glamorous. And it's uh, there's a lot of problems that go with mail order brides. Let's just say that. So it's it's gritty. It's gritty, but you know what? It's sometimes uh, good to be reminded of what life used to be like. And so, um, so again, I'm only two or three episodes in, but uh, I am enjoying it, and I will definitely continue. I got wind of it because I got an email from my PBS station, um, and I, telling me about it. And so I found um, the whole first season, but apparently there's already a second season. So it's, it's not brand new. So maybe some of you are already know about it, but I had not heard about it. So I am, you know, you might want to check that out. So let's wrap this up with the homemaking segment. So at this point, when I'm recording the U.S. Thanksgiving is next week, I have a house full of people descending on me, which doesn't happen very often. So it's both very exciting and also slightly terrifying. I'm a bit of a reluctant entertainer, and I feel guilty about that, to be honest with you. But um, 
two brothers and their families and my dad, they're all coming for Thanksgiving. And so, of course, um, I knew this was happening. So I, you know, kind of done some some deep cleaning and preparing before I, I went to Norway. But now it's, we're getting down to it. So every day I have it sort of um, marked down the, the little chores that I want to get done before the holidays hit in general, whether or not I'm entertaining, I like to get the kitchen in order. Are you that way? So I'm cleaning out the refrigerator, cleaning out the freezer, throwing stuff away, making space. Um, today's, uh, that was last couple days I've did that. Today is uh, knocking out the pantry. That'll probably take me two days. I need to clean the outside refrigerator. And, um, you know, I'm making shopping lists, realizing we need some extra pillows and uh, perhaps an air mattress. We had a few last minute uh, additions, which, you know, the more the merrier. We'll squeeze everybody in that we can. And it's all kind of weird because people are looking at us going, do we really want to come to California right now? Because it's a little crazy. One brother, he's got a pretty large family. So some of them are staying in a hotel that's been evacuated for the fires. So we're kind of hoping that um, that hotel did not, in fact, burn down. We're pretty sure that it didn't. But yeah, there's going to be some pressure on um, the hotel systems around here as people who have lost their homes are looking for places to stay. But so, yeah, so that's kind of what's going on with me. And I know that I will feel so happy that I've sort of laid this groundwork as we go from Thanksgiving, you know, into Christmas and all the cooking and baking and making sure that, you know, my um, baking soda and baking powder are fresh. And we've got plenty of, you know, all the things that you need to, to be cooking. So this weekend, I'll be making some good shopping lists and doing all the shopping for Thanksgiving. I'm always a little, I'm inexperienced with, you know, entertaining uh, there will be 15 of us here. And so I think by all rights, that means I should basically triple everything that I would normally make. And that is like such an insane amount of food. So I'm always a little insecure about how much, much to do here. So yeah, there'll definitely be some, some math happening here. And, uh, and then hopefully some cups of tea and hand stitching and stuff to kind of slow it all down. A number of my little nieces, um, will be here. And the last time I saw them was uh, a summer where we do this lake house thing with them. And I taught them all to hand piece, like, right down to um, the, the youngest one who was maybe seven. And she was so good. And they're so creative. It's so cute. So I think maybe there'll be some hand sewing. And I remember her saying, well, you know what? It seems like sewing with a machine would just be cheating now. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so, so cute. So hopefully, you know, we'll pass some, some of this stuff all into the next generation. One of those nieces is like a genius with crochet. She, oh gosh, I, you know, I don't see them all the time. So I forget. Let's just say she's like 10, nine or 10. And she can just picture, she's, she's self-taught with crochet, but she can picture a 3D object, like a little stuffed animal kind of thing. And she can just crochet it right out of her head. I I don't even understand it. My brain does not work that way, but she's clearly a, a, a spatial genius like that. So so that's what's going on with me, um, you know, uh, in terms of my, my homemaking is just really trying to lay the, the foundation and the framework for getting the house in really good shape um, for the holidays. I have also just... Um, discovered on Instagram an account called Clean Mama. And she's a little bit like Fly Lady, but you know, everyone has their own little take. But what's kind of cool about her, she has a blog and all kinds of things. She has like a community you can join and a subscription service, all kinds of things. But 
more importantly, what she has on her Instagram account is every day she posts something and it's in, and she has like a job for every day. So on Monday, she'll be this beautiful picture and it just and it says bathrooms. And you know that on Monday, if you're following her system, you clean the bathrooms and Tuesday is dusting day. And um, I haven't actually done this, but I just kind of found it recently and started subscribing and, you know, things have just been a little bit off since I've been traveling, but I think I might kind of try her system. It's very similar to how I parcel out my chores, but sometimes it's good to just kind of mix it up a little bit and have somebody else tell you what to do that day. But, you know, it covers all the things of dusting, floors, bathroom, kitchen. There's a catch-up day and then um, like one like sheets and towels day for laundry. And uh, so if you're interested in that, I'll put a little link in the in the show notes to her account, but it's clean mama, all one word on Instagram. And it just might be that little bit of uh, homemaking inspiration that you need, especially this time of year. Like I feel like I, I don't really need any, uh, any rethinking of all my homemaking routines at this point, but just a little thing to shake it up. If you do those kind of five things every week, then your house is pretty much in, in good shape. Um, and, and that's all we kind of need during the holidays, you know, as, as things are going to start, you know, the shopping and decorating and all those things. We just need to keep things basically as, as simple as possible, in, in my opinion. So um, check her out if you are so inclined. And that about wraps up this episode. I do want to say thank you to Pat Seeger for leaving a review on iTunes. I cannot tell you how thrilling it is when I see that there are new reviews on iTunes. So if you um, if you enjoy this podcast, please rate it, review it, share it with other people, share it with your friends, anyone who who might enjoy it. Um, it's a it's a little growing community here that I just love. I love talking to you guys. I love it when you guys leave comments on the show notes or Instagram, on the blog, whatever. I love hearing from you guys, and I hope that you have a wonderful day if you are in the U.S. Enjoy uh, the the true, I guess, kickoff to the holiday season with Thanksgiving. And um, I just hope you have a, a blessed time as we head into the holidays. We'll see you next time.